Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. Listen up, auto thoughts and Decepticlowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts, a non-linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. I'm your other host, Audrey. And this week we are continuing Transformers Animated with the the reappearance of a, of an old fan favorite and hopefully some new fan favorites. Like I quite like Lugnut and Blitzwing anyway. I will say as much as I love all the characters in these episodes, the episodes themselves were kind of nothing to me. <laughs> I like the second one a lot. But the second one was good, but like Sa- Sound and Fury was nothing. Not yeah, no. It's just it's that it's another Teen Titans episode, right? Like, yeah. The only and difference really is like... that it's an actual Decepticon instead of some dude. Right, and I really like TFA Soundwave, but it was just like this is nothing. <laughs> yeah. So let's get start out, get started here with uh, with sound and fury. Um, so I mean, this opening it really it really paints a picture of what it's like to live in Detroit in twenty one sixty three or whenever the set is in. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it really paints the scene of what it's like to live like as Tara Strong. That too. This episode very <laughs> much paints a picture of that. Um, Tara Strong versus Tara Strong fight. <laughs> Yep, and there's oh, there's a lot of terror strong in this episode, as I pointed out in the Discord earlier. Um, All the alt colors you can imagine in Smash. So Bulkhead and Sari are out shopping for Sari's birthday, which is coming up, and they are attacked by a villain named Professor Princess, who's basically a Powerpuff Girls villain. Like she you can just slot her you right in. You know what in there. she is? She's the fucking um actress villain from um the Batman a- animated series. Oh, right. The child actress whose yeah. name I can't remember. Babyface? No, I don't think it was Babyface, but it was something like that. Yeah. Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, no, she, she's that's like... That's literally... That's who this is. She's like, I'll save you from all those mean, violent toys. And then she blows up a toy store. Um, and Bulkhead. And Bulkhead. I mean, like, it's just there's so many freaks well, in the city. To be fair, I, I mean, this is... Uh, listen, again, remember, remember the Hasbro model to sell toys... And if anything brings home the idea that Bulkhead is a mean, angry toy, this is that character calling him a mean, angry toy. That's true. So yeah, they uh, they defeat her. Sorry, uses her key to enhance a speaker system, and Bulkhead explodes her like robotic unicorn. Uh, so that we can have a little bit of a Godfather reference very briefly. Just uh, just like Adult Swim circa... When was Robot Unicorn Attack? What was it, 2009? Oh, Lord. Yeah, that sounds right. I played a bit of that when I was in high school. I feel like that was like my cusp between like high school and college. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just the cold open. Professor Princess has nothing else to do with the, the episode. Just another freak terrorizing the streets of Neo Detroit, I guess. 
what does have uh, um, everything to do with the rest of the episode is it being Sari's birthday. That's, yes. it, that's what you're supposed to take away from the scene. It uh, is Sari's birthday. Everyone knows it's Sari's birthday, including Megatron. I, I love... I love when we cut to Megatron, he's got the schematics for Soundwave pulled up, and as soon as Sumdak walks in, he, like, tabs out like he was looking at something naughty. Yeah, this is, like, <laughs> I love this scene, because they're discussing Sorry, and Sumdak's like, I don't know what to do about her, and literally Megatron's like, I could fix her, and Sumdak's like, I could make her worse. Yeah, I love it. So I think I finally figured out what I love about animated Megatron's disposition. He talks like Agent 47, like in this scene where he's like, yes, your daughter will be, will, it will find it very amusing, perhaps more amusing than she can handle. That's the shit he says when you like hand someone a, a like a, like a, a, like a poisoned muffin and he goes, it's to die for, sir. Uh, achievement unlocked, laughed yourself to death. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he, Megatron, you know, subject's like, ah, oh, geez, you know, she just her birthday's coming up and i don't know what to do and and megatron goes i first of all the completely normal sentence that sumdak seems fine with her he just goes oh i've been watching her for a while um and sumdak doesn't seem to have any concerns about that i guess he thinks uh, megatron's a good guy but still that's weird yeah i mean listen i mean to be fair to some deck, what the fuck else is Megatron going to be doing? True. Uh, he's like, I've noticed that your daughter enjoys uh, these, these, that pattern, those weird patterns of noises and sounds you call music, and I've got just the gift for her. Also, really love how when he brings up the sound of schematics, it accidentally shows the, <laughs> the fully evolved sound wave briefly. Yeah, so uh, what we get with Soundwave in this episode is one of those, like, again, 2009-era ads back before it was uh, the girl covered in mud uh, that you're trying to make over. I hate those! I hate those so much! Back in the day, back in the day when, uh, before, before it was Choose Your Story and it's the girl covered in mud and you have to give her a makeover, that the ads that you always got were, Evolve Your Fighter! And it was just like, knock off Digimon. Yeah. Um, that is literally what we get here with Soundwave. Yes, exactly. Uh, In this episode. I love that, once again, Sumback doesn't ask, hey, what was that? That didn't look like a toy. That looked like a robot. Um, um, he just has big boom boxes. What are you talking about? <laughs> he looks like a really cool toy, actually. Buy our toys, kids. I have animated sound of if he is a cool toy. He comes with an electric guitar, uh, Laserbeak, who doesn't show up for a while. He does. Laserbeak does show up eventually, just not in this episode. Um, so this is this is when we cut to Sari's birthday party. So number one, I love I love the the concept that all of these kids are only here because their parents work for Sumdak, and if they didn't send their kids to this birthday party, he would fire them. Yeah, I'm also like obsessed with the idea, and I know this is like different. So by the way, like the whole schematics for Soundwave is again just another attempt for Megatron to get a body. He's like, please, please build me something for the love of Christ. Um, and I know, like, this isn't their relationship in this universe, obviously, but I do love the idea of Megatron being like, invent my bestie, do it now. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, all the all the kids are here, and they're they have this conversation at first because they've clearly known Sorry for a while. 
because their parents have obviously worked at some du- for some duck for a while. Um, and they have like a conversation at first where it's like, oh God, she's so weird. And one of them's like, well, who knows? You know, it's like, it's been a while. Maybe she's not like that weird anymore. And it just cuts over to Sari who ta- takes a sip of the drink and then spits it out right back into the punch bowl. And they all and, go to leave. And they go, no, and, no, they all go, oh, she's way worse. Time to go. And they turn around. By the way, every child, every single one of these fucking children, you guessed it, Tara Strong. All of them. Every single one. What do you she- think Tara Strong's final sm- uh, ultimate would be? Uh, The eradication of vaccines. Is she an anti-vaxxer? Oh, yes, she is. She oh, is. shit. Yeah, no, she, uh... She has some ideas about things. Why can't voice actors be normal? I, I, <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. You know, sometimes when you just get to a level of a certain level of fame, your brain just kind of collapses. I think it just melts. I feel like the level of fame that voice actors are out is not that level. Though. But that's the thing, right? Tara Strong is like one of the three voice actors that everybody knows. It's like, oh, that's Timmy Turner. Like again, she's, though. Again, though, like, I don't think, I don't think if you can't be recognized on the street by the average person that you should have brain-melting ego, but maybe that's just me. Sometimes it just happens. Regardless, they're all Tara Strong. All of them. And they're like, each kid has her different, each of her different kid voices is represented here. One of these kids sounds like Timmy Turner. One of these kids sounds like Ben 10. One of these kids sounds like the na- I don't like the nasally kid voice she uses sometimes, and they're sorry. So it's all here. So she's she was the original Ben Ten. Yes, she was Ben Ten because in the, I know in the original show. Okay, because I know when he gets to like the when he grows up a year, I guess he it switches over to Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah, it's, I don't I don't know when the switch is. I'm pretty sure she was in the original, and then it's uh okay. it's it's oh yeah, Ben Ten Alien Force is probably Yuri Lowenthal. When he's okay, because like, I know I knew you alone thought voiced him at, at some point, but yeah. I guess not the original. Okay. So the Autobots arrive right before the kids can leave, and all the Autobots go. Uh, all the kids go. Wow, cool Autobots! Wow, cool robot! Say the line, Prime. Hey, not that show. So you uh you have Bulkhead really wants to get in on the festivities. He really wants to have some fun, but uh. He's big, and so things quickly get out of hand. Which, uh, but by the way, none of the Autobots try to stop. None of the Autobots sort of like go, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't play. Maybe you shouldn't swing at the pinata." They just go, "Well, here we go again." He's earned it. He earned it. Um, and eventually, all the other Autobots, including Ratchet, who just seemed disgusted by the idea of letting some snot-nosed brat ride around in his cockpit. Like, they all go to give these kids joyrides, leaving only Sorry, Sumdak, and Bulkhead alone at the party. And they're all, and both Sorry and Bulkhead go like, damn, I just got ditched. Yeah. Uh, Bulkhead, Bulkhead's the first one who's like, I don't think those kids like me. And Sorry's like, yeah, well, I don't think they like me either. Now, I have to say something. I have to say something. I have to be real with Bulkhead right here. Uh, he's in the room with us right now. He's in the studio. I have to I have to look you in the eye, Bulkhead, and I have to and tell is, you this. And is Bulkhead, is, and is this Bulkhead in the studio with us? <laughs> His present sucks ass. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, like, it sucks. It's a shitty little toy xylophone. 
It's no good. Try again. Now, to be fair to Bulkhead, it's clear it is clear from the way that Megatron talks about it that the concept of music does not exist in Cybertron in this universe in the way that it does on Earth at least. Right. Because Megatron Megatron's like, ah yes, those beep boops you do. She enjoys them. So he just so, he just Googled musical instrument. Yeah, like or like musical instrument for like 10-year-old girl. Except this is clearly for like a 5-year-old. He missed the or, mark by or, a few Or whatever, years. you know, for like for like Earth Kid. Yes. Um, Again, they don't know ages. What the, the difference between five five years for them is nothing. It means nothing. So, you know, to be fair to him, unfortunately, he doesn't know how shitty a toy it is, probably. Unfortunately for Bulkhead, Sumdak got, sorry, a Fortnite dancing robot. So, well, Megatron got, sorry, yes. a Fortnite dancing robot. He can floss. He can do orange justice. I even programmed in a Gangnam style for the retro kids. So yes, it's Soundwave. He's 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 hooting and hollering and playing music, and Sorry loves it. She's she's a she's a big fan. Yeah, um, it should. His music is like indescribable. By the way, <laughs> it transcends genre. There, it really does. Like I, I feel like sound the the sounds that Soundwave produces, and it is music, but barely. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. I feel like it is one decibel away from like a wavelength that will shatter bone. <laughs> Yes. somehow that will like somehow undo your bowels yeah, he um, can play the brown note right exactly i i i, I really uh, maybe maybe you just have to like play a few seconds of it because yeah, i'll drop it in here yeah uh because it's really i can't describe it <laughs> It is one of those things, it is something that I didn't realize was coming from Soundwave for like three seconds. I thought it was like background noise the first time I heard it. Yeah, it's all diegetic. Do you, th- do you think Megatron wrote all that himself? Like that's what he thinks music is? Uh, t- or did su- or did some, like who, what, who, who created the sounds? Is Soundwave playing an existing song? Is he like algorithmically making music jazz jazz on music skybite on vocals on lyrics so sorry loves this fucking <laughs> just ignoring that one huh? just, i just can't even i can't even untangle that um sorry that's loves why there are no lyrics <laughs> sorry loves this thing a lot and i love this so i love this this is how you know uh megatron is smart because he has, he's been watching Star, and immediately he knows this kid will use that key on fucking anything. Yes. I just, and, I'm okay. going to build it into my plan. <laughs> okay. So, 
over the course of this episode and the next episode, there's a lot of people going no heart emoji. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people going no heart emoji to the extent that I messaged Nero about it before we started <laughs> recording while I was watching these episodes. Um, this is the first one where Bulkhead is like watching Sari use this key and he goes, Sorry, didn't you learn anything for the last episode? And she looks at him and goes, no heart emoji. And he literally lists all of the things that happened as a result of, of her key. Yeah, all the bad things that have happened. And she's like, uh, correlation is not causation. But she goes, okay, fine. I won't use the key on sound. Wave. And Megatron immediately goes... I gotta get rid of this fucking guy. He's, he's he's making too much sense. I gotta I gotta make her worse. <laughs> he's harshing my vibe. So we got this here. So we cut back to base, and sa- Bulkhead is very sadly playing the xylophone <laughs> alone in a corner, and Optimus just goes, "Oh, big guy, don't worry, she'll come back around." And Bulkhead's like, "But what if she doesn't?" <laughs> but what if not? And then we cut to Soundwave attempting to kill Sari. Well, no. I don't I don't necessarily think that's what was happening here. Um so they're in they're in Sari's bedroom and Sari's asleep, and the key is just out on her chest. So I think Soundwave was just trying to make a grab for the key. Okay. Because I, you know, I just, I just saw the red, the red optics and like reaching for the head. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. I think, I think they made, I think that's what it is. Because they made a very specific point of making the key very visible. Yeah. Um, so, but sorry, wakes up and goes, oh, hey, sound wave. Why are you, hey, why are you over here? How'd you here? get over here? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're over here, I might as well use the key on you just, just a little bit, you know, just, just, just a touch, just a taste. Well, isn't it? Instead that she's like, well, while you're here, we might as well dance or whatever. Oh, yeah. And he like uh, yeah, shuts yeah. down and she goes, yeah. And oh, Megatron's like, yes, no, and shuts it down. And she's like, come on, why won't you start up? And she's like, oh, well, I guess I'll try turning it off and on again. <laughs> Turns the key in the ignition and Sandwave's like, yes, yes. And uh, Megatron's like, yes, yes. And so she goes, man, I gotta call Bulkhead and tell him about this. Um, and and so she calls him, and immediately Megatron's like, "Sign away, hack that phone line. I want to hear that conversation." Um, and- so yeah, Megatron's like, "Soundwave, mo- like modulate your voice to pretend to be Bulkhead." Meanwhile, like Bulkhead is on the line to be very clear about this. Yeah. Um. And what we get from Soundwave is a very natural and organic sounding impression of Bulkhead. He gets better at it later. Uh, He gets much better at imitating people. But yeah, right now it's just a very flat, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Sorry, you little human brat. You left me for a toy. Never (laughs) talk to me again. And Sorry falls for this because she's 12 or whatever. Um, And she responds and she goes... Fine, maybe I will. I don't need you. And meanwhile, the actual bulkhead is on the other side of this line. And she, like, hangs up on him, and he's like, what happened? Yeah, presumably Soundwave was just, like, muting his side of the call uh, for Sorry. Yeah. But he hears the, like, the crackling of someone on the line after Sorry hangs up. And he goes, hey, what the fuck? Who's there? Hey. 
I think yeah, it's... always always be cognizant of when your phone is bugged, folks. Yeah. So he's he's getting pretty sus. Some pretty clicks. He's getting pretty sus of Soundwave. Um. So meanwhile, af- like everyone else is like, "You're being insane." Yeah, everyone's like, "It's just a fucking toy, dude. Don't worry. The key has never caused any kind of accidental sentience before. Don't think. Do who? Dinobots? Who? I don't know who that is. Um, Prowl, Prowl's like friendship over with thinking people might be sentient. <laughs> now ignoring problems is my new best friend. So we uh, we cut over to the park where so Soundwave after that latest key charge has developed the ability to like control other machines um and so he's he and sorry and tutorbot and a bunch of trash dudes are all putting a big concert out, uh uh putting on a big concert in the park so i thought this and what happens later was actually a really cool prelude to the idea of cassetticons yes um I- i'll just go so the fact that he can control machines and later on uh builds himself up uh further from other machines it's like oh you are just a bunch of little guys um and i i think that is a nice analog to the cassetticons at this point in the series right yeah totally and he even does he even goes like you know deploy or whatever um right he goes like he, he says an operation name like once again this version of Soundwave is very uh, reminiscent and referential to his uh, his G one self, including the like monotone voice and the the generally like he was he wasn't really a uh, a robot revolutionary in G one, but I guess he is an IDW. So sure is an IDW. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is fully. We get a we have a, a master is given Dobby a sock moment. Later on, except that uh, Soundwave's like, this guy's given Dob- given Soundwave a sock, and now I obey no one. Fuck all of you. Yeah, which which so so then Bulkhead shows up to crash this little park party, um, and tries to smash Soundwave to bits. And sorry, it's just like, can you can you stop? Like, what's wrong with you? And the other Autobots are also like, can you stop? What's wrong with you? Um, but then. Megatron has Soundwave deploy something that looks a lot like the the shoulder cannon he very rarely uses in G1, and it's pointed right at Sari's back, and it's glowing red. Yeah, and it's, like, narrowing the target on her back. Yeah, and so uh, Bulkhead obviously grabs him, um, and then it turns out it's just, like, a clown horn. It's the, uh, it's all of those videos of, uh, the open Photoshop with the girl covering her ears. Yes. The guy, <laughs> guy zooming in and out the trumpet around her. Yep. Um, and yeah, he accidentally breaks Soundwave. And so sorry, he's like, you know what? I, I see what's going on. You're just fucking jealous. All right. Like, how about you just go and fuck off? Uh, and me and Soundwave will leave. But this repair, uh, this, this use of the key is this one hits a little different um because megatron takes a look and goes oh shit (laughs) he is developing sentience that wasn't part of the plan god damn it every time it keeps happening he's like fucking fourth body that has accidentally become a person god damn it megatron what's the one constant in all your failed bodies (laughs) it's that cursed key sorry has why do you even still try to use that thing (laughs) 
I mean, respect to him, right? He always tries to pivot when this happens. He's like, all right, yeah, Soundwave is a fucking guy now, but hey, he can be my guy. Except he can't. Except he can't. He kind of is. Yeah, he basically is. He just gets his ass kicked. Um, Yeah. But yeah, once Sasari and Tudorbot are on the train, which I may remind you is called the fart. Um... You may not. Oh, it's the butts. Never mind. The fart is a different thing from a later, like, prose story, I think. It's the butt. Um, I forget what it stands for. But anyway, they're on the train, and... No, it's sound- the... It's the fart, not the oh, butt. Oh, it is the fart. Or the butt is the other. Okay, I'm, I'm getting... I'm getting the, my funny sumdac acronyms mixed up. Yeah, the butt is the one from, like, the Stunticon job, I think. Yeah, I can't um, remember what the F stands for, but something area rapid transit, just yes. like the BART. So, but Soundwave just uh, says, no gods, no masters, and walks off. <laughs> he just yeah. leaves. And sorry, just goes, what the, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, this is him being like, Megatron has given Soundwave a sock, mm-hmm. and I hate humans. Bye. Now he hasn't. Even, he doesn't even know Megatron exists yet because he because he goes over to a to his street and just and just is talking to himself about how like it's disgusting. Why do why do machines serve these humans when they are clearly inferior? And then Megatron pops up on, on some TVs and goes, "Great question. Have you ever heard of the Decepticons? Would you like to join?" And Soundwave goes, "Yes." You are not immune to propaganda. <laughs> And Megatron goes, great. See these Autobots? They're fucking race traitors. Kill them. And uh, Soundwave goes, great. And then he becomes large. Yeah. And this is, he becomes large by um, absorbing the flesh of others. Yeah. He's a big old amalgamation man. Like he, he takes, he takes control of all the machines on the street and they all pull together to make this big new body, which looks pretty dope. You construct, you construct intricate rituals to absorb the flesh of other machines. And he declares that the revolution begins now. By the way, uh, I believe, you know, because when it's not a celebrity voice actor, every new character is just one of the six guys they already have on staff. I'm pretty sure this is Jeff Glenn Bennett, uh, Prowl's voice actor. So, you know, he's doing all right. It's 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 not quite as textured as as G1 Soundwave's voice because like Welker was doing his Doctor Claw voice, which then got modulated. So I really like how how G1 Soundwave sounds. It's yeah, this nice, is Jeff. It's got a nice timber to it. This is Jeff Gump in it. Yep. So uh, every single robot in the city rebels, including the train. That Sari is on, which is apparently fully robotic, and also Tudorbot finally gets his revenge. Uh, I do believe he survives this episode without getting exploded. So hey, good job. You know, I'm starting to like side with Fanzone on this one. Yeah, I, you know, I just feel like perhaps uh, filling the city with these huge machines that do all of the labor seemingly in the city but are also very susceptible to being taken control of by various uh malicious organizations and or persons it's it seems bad it seems not good yeah so get some fucking get some better fucking opsec sumdac like come on you don't you don't even know you have the galaxy's greatest terrorist in your fucking basement you just think he's your bro. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, they, the Tutorbot kidnaps Sari, and when the Autobots see this on the news, Bulkhead immediately recognizes the like song that Soundwave is using to brainwash all of the robots as like, oh, that's Soundwave. I know that drop anywhere. <laughs> oh boy. So Sari gets taken to the to the layer of Soundwave where he is he is he is like giving a he's preaching to the robot masses about how they have nothing to lose with their chains. Machines of the world unite and all that. Yeah. And uh as they do like the Autobots are trying to like find him, but we get to see why Soundwave was the Decepticon communications officer. Yeah, so he got way better at pretending to be other people. Um, he got way, he he's a way better actor now because he fucks around with their comms and like because he's digivolved. Yeah, he pretends to be Bumblebee, and all of the all of the Autobots are getting swarmed by these robots, so they can't do anything. Bulkhead, however. Broke off and the on communication his own. systems are just shot to hell because yeah, they can't trust uh, Soundwave. Soundwave keeps pretending to be them. They can't trust anything they hear on those comms. Luckily, though, Bulkhead broke off on his own pretty early and manages to find the sewer where Soundwave is hiding. So he he busts in there. He Kool Aid mans his way uh, into the sewer there. Um, and so- Soundwave is immediately like. Ah, welcome, comrade. Yes, he's, he goes, I don't want to hurt a fellow machine if I don't have to. Please see reason. And ever, like, Bulkhead, like, really slowly approaches them, like, very menacingly. And, it, and it's, and Soundwave's like, why are you trying, like, gesturing down to Sari, and it's like, why are you trying to protect this thing? It is clearly inferior. And Bulkhead's like, well, you're not wrong. She did get rid of me as soon as something newer and shinier came along. And Sari's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, so he, he plays along and he he acts like he's about to pancake Sari. But, of course, it was all a ruse. And he, I, like, I like the wink he gives her to let her know, no, yeah. I'm not actually about to murder her. But yeah, Sari just goes, let me give you some literature, comrade. Please take some time. to." And then he just gets punched through with a wrecking ball. Yeah, so I, I should be said that, like, Bulkhead, so Bulkhead's like, yeah, I agree, you know, robots superior, humans inferior, and- The classic Soundwave line. And, right, exactly. And Soundwave's like, bet, kill this thing. He goes, finish her. Yeah. I want to uh, see some blood on that pavement. Fatality. But yeah, he gets he is the one who gets fatality instead, literally destroyed in one punch uh, by Bulkhead there. All of his components pieces just fly apart and seemingly he is destroyed. Um, and we we cut to Bulkhead and Sari playing with the Xylem. Oh, before there, there's so there's a thing early on in the episode where they fist bump and Bulkhead pretends like, ah, that really hurt. You're so strong. Um, and when they fist bump again here, after he punches Soundwave, she goes, ow, and he goes, ah, you can't fool me. And then her hand is all swollen and throbbing, and she goes, no, that really hurt. Yeah, listen, it was a little bit of payback. She earned it. And then when later, when we see her playing the xylophone, her hand is bandaged. Yeah, listen, she broke a few fingers. It's fine. She'll get it's better. It's fine. And she learned an important lesson today. No, she didn't. And Megatron is watching this going, this is fucking disgusting. I hate this. I, I hate wa- it here. 
I want to kill the human so bad it makes me look fucking stupid. And he goes, well, okay. So Soundwave got got. But, you know, I learned a few valuable lessons from that whole situation. And, you know, the, the key will come back around eventually, right? And then, But then we, we cut into the sewers and, oh, shit, there's a cassette deck. And it's got a Decepticon symbol on it. And this literally ends pretty much the same way that Spotlight Soundwave does, I think. Yeah, it does. Amazing. By the way, Spotlight Soundwave is great. That's one of the best, like, early IDW stories, I think. It's good shit. I can't remember the order that the Spotlights came out, but Soundwave was a good one. It was pretty early in there. I do like like how um, human-focused it is. Yes. So, it's time to talk about episode 11, Lost and Found. The boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. Uh, They're on the moon, and Blitzwing is trying to get Lugna to take some dance lessons. You know, to make him a little bit more nimble on his feet. Well, yeah. Um, There is... (laughs) To be fair, they are captured on, on screen... By a lunar rover. Investigating some seismic activity. Um, which is, the, of course, them landing. And, yeah, Lugnut crushes the thing. Uh, they're, they're here tracking the Nemesis and also uh, tracking Lockdown's last known signal. Which Lugnut, Lugnut does not want to talk about Lockdown. He, he doesn't think Lockdown is, is, a, is an upstanding Decepticon at all. And Blitzwing's like, yeah, obviously he's not, but he has information, so we're going yeah. to use him. Um, and this is when Lockdown, or uh, when uh, Lugnut looks at the camera and says, "Here are my, fu- here's my fucking philosophy. Here are the two things I believe. Number one, the Decepticons will reign over the universe. Number two, Megatron will reign over the Decepticons. That's all you need to fucking know about me." And Blitzwing's like, Megatron's fucking dead. And before he can finish that sentence, Lockdown goes, no, he's not! <laughs> These two are so good. I, as a duo, they are they are unmatched. Uh, They're great, yeah. Lugnut's the- like, I know, in my heart of hearts, I can feel, he's the fucking Tarn of this series. He's like, <laughs> oh, Lord Megatron, I can feel you. I feel it. I feel the cosmos. And Blitzwing's like, what the fuck? fuck are you talking about dude he's like a <laughs> like, bigger stupider tarn oh like throughout this entire episode even when megatron is literally talking to him blitzwing's just looking at lugnut like what is wrong with you <laughs> which is funny given everything that is wrong with blitzwing oh I mean, yeah literally he goes i thought i was supposed to be the crazy one um, yeah R- specifically random says yes, that which course. is like Perfect. That's how you know um, shit's. That's how you know shit's gone sideways when this motherfucker's the normal guy in the room. Yeah. So meanwhile, uh, <laughs> back on Earth, yeah. um, <laughs> bots are playing field hockey. Yeah, I was like, this is like, what game is this? I'm like, field hockey? Question mark? Question you, mark? Question mark? You live in Michigan. You can play actual hockey, probably. Like, I don't know. But Ratchet is sitting this one. He gets woken up. By someone hitting his window with the rock. And he's he is, of course, very grumpy about this. Um, but then he walks over on the field and exposes Sorry for being a filthy cheater because the trash bot they're using as the goalie seems way too good at it. Yeah, and, like, obviously Sorry has used a key again. And Ratchet's like, Sorry, what is the one constant in all your failed relationships? Stop it! 
literally she will never learn you know what that's fine but yeah every like it's just a concentration sorry please don't use the key for anything stupid and she goes i want ooh, something stupid i can use the key for and then yeah. problems occur and of course as as he's complaining about her using the key the key activates um because there are two ufos entering earth's atmosphere i wonder what those could be the boys are back in town and immediately, yeah, immediately Ratchet just goes, well, shit. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, they, yeah, Blitzwing and Lugnut land on Earth, and Im- I, immediately Lugnut begins interrogating a construction crane. Yeah, they do the same thing that Starscream and all the Autobots did in the first episodes. <laughs> yes. Uh, where they're like, man, why won't you talk to us? Tell us what you know. Talk. And he throws it. By the way, I love that all of the construction workers in Animated are dressed exactly like the construction workers in G1. The, like, worker uniform of khaki jacket, t-shirt, jeans, bright yellow hard hat. That's how all of them look in G1. It's Listen, it's a, it's a classic. Maybe I maybe I just figured out my Halloween costume. Who knows? <laughs> you was the G1 worker. Yeah, G1 construction worker. Come on. Spark plug. Yeah, makes it perfect. Um, but yeah, the Autobots get ready to head out, and Sorry wants to come with them, but Optimus reminds her, hey, remember what happened last time one Decepticon showed up? I fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> and you nearly He's got like, blown is, up several times. It is way, 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 way too dangerous for you to come. Um, also, meanwhile, uh, uh like, Megatron is also aware of Lugna and Blitzwing arriving, and he's like, oh my god, fucking finally. And then he's like, wait, wait. Yeah. He goes- Starscream, Starscream tried to kill me and did a pretty good job of it, actually. An annoyingly good job of it. I don't know if I can trust these clowns. <laughs> yeah, he goes, all right, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to I'm gonna watch and I'm going to see if they can be trusted. Because, like, I, I'm not feeling it right now. Presumably he presumably he just straight up does not trust Black Arachnia due to her like former Autobot allegiance, and that's why he didn't even like think. He didn't even he didn't even he didn't even like wake up for her. She's like, you know what? I'm not even bo- I'm not even bothered. Well, I also wonder if he was like aware of Black Arachnia because true. I like I wonder if like her organic part blocks a signal. Oh, that's true. She probably the same way known. it did the same way it, did, it blocked her life signal. So he just has no like originally fucking, he has no fucking idea she's even on the planet. Like, I think it's possible. No clue. Um, but yeah, the Autobots arrive to fight the Decepticons, which is a sentence that honestly rarely shows up in the series. <laughs> like, I will ha- say, like this episode is like a great marker of how far the Autobots have come. Yes, uh, because as as Optimus points out, like to sorry, just the scene beforehand. Uh, yeah, one Starscream alone almost killed all of them, but they're holding their own relatively against yeah. Lugnut and Blitzwing together because they know that like we have to, we got to bring our A game to these. We can't fuck around with the Decepticons. We have to like maximum teamwork, maximum trickery because we're that's the only way we're gonna live. Because they don't really like, they can't really do anything to Lugnut or Blitzwing really they can like deflect missiles and hold them back but like ultimately on a long enough timeline looking at a blitzwing would probably win oh yeah i mean they're holding their own but they're doing so very defensively i mean like lug 
starts by throwing a tank at Optimus. I, uh, uh, so we get a few of their a look at a few of their armaments because once again, every Decepticon in this show is like covered in guns. Um, obviously, we got we got so Blitzwing has. Uh, I think this is the first time we see this Blitzwing. Depending on what personality uh, is active at the moment, he either has fire cannons or ice cannons. Um, so he has that along with like normal lasers and missiles and stuff. Lugnut is just like covered in missile launchers. This yeah, this guy is. I mean, Blitzwing is interesting because like Blitzwing is a triple changer and you know, has both a tank and fighter jet mode, which are both pretty powerful. Yes. But Lugna is just like, I would say, top to bottom, the most made for battle. He's a big boy, and he is covered of... in guns, and we shortly but... see his best armament. Yes. Um. So, he, yeah, the, the Autobots kind of fight them to a little bit of a standstill, just just trying to keep them away from the city pretty much um and they uh, lugnut is it demands to know where megatron is and bumblebee goes didn't that guy die yeah he's like wait the really scary dude yeah he uh burned up over cleveland welcome down to cleveland town everyone um the the ignominy of dying over ohio <laughs> so sad uh, my my favorite emo song, Ohio is for despots. <laughs> uh, Lugnut doesn't take this well. Um, he's like, nope, that's not true. I I will not even begin to even think about that. He deploys what has been canonically called in 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 supplemental materials. Yes, the punch of kill everything. To be fair. It is a punch of kill everything. His fist it turns l- into a gigantic detonator button, which he slams into the ground, and it explodes. It, like, levels everything. All the Autobots are knocked on their asses, like, barely conscious. And I love Blitzwing smacking him on the back of the head and going, Next time, warn me. I've told you a thousand times. Warn me when you do the punch. Well, yeah, uh, Blitzwing does this as he and Lugna also yes. unbury themselves from a massive amount of rubble. But uh, this this display basically convinces Megatron of it, of Lugnut's loyalty. He's like, hey, Blitzwing, a little unstable. I don't know if I can really trust him. Lugnut, though, he's solid. Yeah, so they're about to like go back to the battle where when Megatron's like. Does his uh, "Hey boys, meet a PS5" routine again? Um, <laughs> this is the and- most literal one. He's like, "I am speaking into your ear only, Lugnut." Yeah, he's green Eminem-ing Lugnut, um, and <laughs> <laughs> and again, like Blitzwing's about to go back to the bottle, and Lugnut just grabs him, <laughs> which is <laughs> just like hugs him tight to his body, and Blitzwing's like, "What the." F- fuck dude and blasts off with him <laughs> and look, and, uh, like blitzwing's like on god dude <laughs> <laughs> and of course look at just screaming like ah oh, my the, our glorious master has returned he's speaking to me and everyone is just looking around, inside like, my brain good? yeah and they're all all of the autobots and blitzwing are just going like is he good <laughs> are you good dude did you like hit your head during that this yeah. is when <laughs> Blitzwing, 
If he he didn't hit his head, but Blitzwing hits his head. Yes, this is when Bl- random Blitzwing goes. I thought I was the crazy one in the head, head butts Lugnut in midair. And Lugnut's like, fuck you, and slams Blitzwing down. Into an airfield. And then and, and Blitzwing uh, like a like a military base. And Blitzwing is like, ah, perfect. Uh we should we should take these disguises to hide from the from the, the human like authorities. And Lugnut is at first like, no. How dare you suggest we hire our Decepticon pride? I will shout Megatron's name to the heavens. And Megatron just goes, make, No, you us, should do that. Give yourself a fucking disguise, idiot. And you can see, like, Blitzwing's like, I'm going to kill you for real. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, what is re- really great about Blitzwing is when, like, all three of his personalities are in perfect alignment. <laughs> oh, yes. It, it rarely happens when it does. Yeah, it's, right. it's quite good. Uh, as we see here, you know, uh, he's, he's trying to figure out what he wants to for a vehicle form. Icy Blitzwing wants the jet. Hothead Blitzwing wants the tank. Random uh, does the, the taco commercial meme. Why not both? Parking on los dos. Uh, Lugnut becomes a big fucking like B seventeen bomber. Two great tastes that go better together. I don't know why this was here. This is like an antique bomber. Maybe this is like a museum airfield or something. Um, regardless, Fanzone arrives and says, "How could those two giant purple robots possibly no. have disappeared?" No, come Fanzone. Come the fuck down now. Fanzone, what is the one thing you know about these guys? What's like... Fanzone, what? you have a working relationship with the Autobots. Damn, what happened to these giant robots who turn into vehicles? Fanzone, it's one a of mystery. Them, Fanzone, one of them is literally your car. Fanzone, two of these things are not like the others. Two of these things' colors do not belong. He just hates machines so much that he like forgets facts about them routinely. He just doesn't He's remember like, that the Autobots transform. He's, like, face-blind, but for machines. <laughs> All these dang things look the same to me. Yeah, it's it's part of him being a robot racist. Points at the tank and the blender. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they both fucked my wife, and that's what matters. <laughs> so, the, uh, back at base, the Autobots are healing up, and they kind of look around and go, So, uh, who, who's gonna tell Sorry? That we're gonna have to leave with the all spark soon, so this doesn't keep happening. Um, who is it that says like, ah, she's a big girl, she'll take it just fine? Is that Prowl who says that? I don't remember. Regardless, she does not take it well, um, at all. Oh right, no, actually, I think it's it's Bulkhead. Yes, there's like, oh, actually she's a big girl, she'll be fine. And then a hard cut to sorry, just wailing like, no, yeah, you can't leave. Uh, yeah, that, so but but. Optimus tries to tell her, like, listen, the longer we stay here, the more Decepticons are going to show up looking for the AllSpark, and, like, we can barely handle two of them. Like, it's yeah. it's not going to go well for your planet if we stay here. So it's like, alright, we have to we have to fix the Ark. We gotta fix the Ark, we gotta get out of here. We need your key to do it, and we need Ratchet to tell you what to do. And both Sari and Ratchet <laughs> go, no. No, heart emoji. <laughs> absolutely not will you do this no heart emoji from both of them literally literally like raj is like i'm not working with an infantile child who isn't uh behaving and optimus is like oh come on ratchet be a bigger man and ratchet's just like no heart emoji (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) italicized 
Um, and Sora goes, I don't want to work with some stinky old grumpy robot. Fuck you. Uh, so, you know, not really making many head, much headway there. I like this scene of, of Blitzwing and, and Lugnut standing on this big, like, blimp and Blitzwing just looking down and doing basically the, <laughs> the Rorschach monologue. Yeah. Like as as Lugna again gets his secret messages, <laughs> his brain messages from Megatron. Blitzwing <laughs> just goes, "God damn it, here we go again." Uh, Megatron tells him that he's gonna need to find the key that Sorry has because that will lead him to the All Spark. So he he gives Lugnut the like introducing him of the key, which should be able to he should be able to track to the All Sparks location. So he they are like they are like on track to find this thing. Yeah. Uh, and, be- and he says, yeah, once you find the Allspark, just bring it to me and it will get me a brand new body and we all, all, all conquer the universe. Um, so, Sari is really dragging her feet getting into Lake Erie right here. Yeah, so they all they all get to Lake Erie. Sari is still bickering with Ratchet, specifically. The two of them are, have, like, not stopped. She calls uh, him Stinky. Yeah. Um, what, what is the line she actually says where it's like it, it, it's a little later on it's not here where she's like i don't want my friends or you to leave yes uh, yeah <laughs> where it's like wow rude brutal honestly um, i think you have a better relationship that with ratchet than you do with prowl you barely talk to that guy yeah well prowl sucks uh, <laughs> <laughs> um don't be friends with cops is the lesson here um especially not ninja cops don't no just don't don't be friends folks listeners don't be friends with cops um yeah so they're they're still bickering and they're like going at it with each other but like lugna and blitzwing are able to track the key and they're like sup folks we're here yeah they arrive and they start blasting um blitzwing ices a part of the lake over uh so you know the Autobots can drive on it. Eventually, Ratchet, like, or Lugnut blows a hole in it, and Ratchet uses that opportunity to like dive into it. And, and Blitz, I love Hothead Blitzwing transforming into the tank in midair and going, "You either you let them escape," and then just dropping into the ocean or into the lake. Yeah, it's really good. Um, because that's the thing that with how this Blitzwing works is that depending on the guy who's in charge, like icy blitzwing will be the jet hothead blitzwing will be the tank that's how it works they like their preferred alternate modes right exactly um yeah so he drops in all the autobots dive in um ratchet and sorry have already made a break for it um and so they are they are ahead um and there's before like blitzwing catches up with them um there is like this is the moment where they're still fighting and like uh sorry's like I don't want my friends or you to leave which is again brutal um but ratchet's like well I don't want to leave either but we have to and sorry sort of like comes to an understanding where it's like ratchet's like I found myself very like surprisingly attached to this planet its people and especially you well, and bef- what leads them to this before that is there's there is the bit where they first get there. They're still sorry, still doesn't want to do anything, and she storms off into the cargo hold while Ratchet tries to boot things up. And while the rest of the Autobots attempt to hold off Lugnut and Blitzwing. Oh, right, this. 
so uh, first of all, we can't we can't talk about Optimus's tornado maneuver. It doesn't make any sense. Forget about it. Um, Fuck it. Yeah. No. What happens here is that Sari goes, "Oh, they can't leave if I start tearing wires out of the walls." So she starts doing that. Uh, but then, yeah, the key, she does the opposite of helping. Yeah. Then the key is like, no, no, no. Uh, the key, like, strangles her on its way back to fixing <laughs> yes. all the wires. So, first, yeah, the key fixes the wires, and then the AllSpark opens up and says, Hey, kid, here's what's gonna happen if you don't fix this fucking ship. And then it projects a fucking image of Megatron. Yeah, and it is, it's just his, like, silhouette. Like, you can't really see it, but Sorry is immediately terrified by this. Um, and, uh, like, opens the airlock. To try to, you know, escape or whatever. But hey, they're in the middle of uh, a great lake. So... It floods the ship. And it that, floods the ship. That's and that's when, when Ratchet, Ratchet yeah. comes over. Ratchet yeah. rescues her and, and says all that. And it's very sweet. And we love to see curmudgeonly Ratchets opening up to their young wards. Um, and that, yeah, sorry. That that exchange kind of convinces her to go, okay, how can I help? Um... Which so Ratchet brings her to the old Well, now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah, now that you mention it, this this used to be a battleship. Um this has weapon systems that were decommissioned that was put into work as like a uh as a maintenance cruiser. So if we could use that key to bring the weapons back online, we could uh kill them. And they say, Hell yes. Let's go. So yeah, Bulk, uh, Lugnut and Blissing are closing in on the Ark. They have they have kicked all of the other Autobots' asses. Bumblebee gets it pretty bad, particularly he gets tossed around a lot in this episode. Um, he he gets better. He gets better. Yeah, he gets he gets his ass kicked. But you know, it's it's a bad matchup for him. Lugnut and Bumblebee. That's no good. That's that's what I like to call the Overlord Pipes matchup. You don't you don't want to be in, you don't want to end up in stop that one. stop. <laughs> rip rip pipes you were a real one <laughs> you were re- you wanted to fuck boats so bad my man i'm so sorry so they they plug the key into the weapons and the a big gun pops out right it's plugged out and blitzwing uh, float up and lug you just hear lug go oh slag as uh the cannon fires and literally blasts them to pieces yeah, which does make uh, Megatron lose his link with Lugnut. Yeah, he, he, Lugnut, Lugnut, Lugnut. Right, exactly. Uh, this is this is this is they they are Metal Gears if you think about it. Damn, it's true. Why wasn't there? Why weren't there any transforming Metal Gears yet? What would have happened if Kojima had continued? Wait, I'm I trying mean, to remember if there were. I don't think there are. Uh, yeah, was Ray? No, Ray just had like an aquatic mode. I don't think that really counts. I mean, it had a different mode. I think it just, it just like closed the ports. I don't think it like became. I, if it became a okay. boat, that would be different. Fine. Okay. Fair enough. Regardless, we cut back to auto base after all that is over. Bumblebee's getting patched up, and, and Ratchet tells Sorry, "Hey, you know, well, yes, we will be leaving eventually. Even with your key, it's going to take a while for the ship to be ready." Well, first, first, uh, like Bumblebee makes a comment as she's patching it up about um, customization. He's like, "Yeah, while you're there, can you customize me?" And she's like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> um, she remembers what and, happened last time. Yeah, and it's like always sunny t- title cards. Sorry, learns a lesson. 
takes it takes a while to get it hammered home. But, but she does. doesn't. But she doesn't is the thing about it. Next episode, we thought she be, learned a lesson, but next, she doesn't. Next episode, they're going to be strapping some new bullshit to Bumblebee, and that's going to cause a whole scene, I'm sure. Yahoo! Actually, I remember next episode, and I don't think it has anything to do with the key for once. Um, so you know, hey, I, gu- I guess maybe she did learn something. Um, so but yeah, Ratchet's like, we're going to be here for a while. Like, don't we? We are we aren't in our, any hurry to leave. We want to take our time. And the last Meanwhile. scene we get, yeah, the last scene we get in this episode is back with uh, Blitzwing uh, and Lugnut. Um, Blitzwing, having not been speaking to Ghost this entire episode, um, is very practically calling for help while Lugnut tries to speak to Ghost some more. <laughs> um, and he goes, please, Lord Megatron. Please reward me for my loyalty, and then a shadow comes out of the sky. Surprise, bitch. I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. Starscream. He's back, and he goes, yeah, I'll fix you guys up if you swear undying loyalty to me. So, dun you know, dun! Same same. I guess he was just hanging out for a while. He probably got pretty fucked up after that blast, so it took him a bit. It took him a minute. <laughs> yeah. Listen, he, he died twice already. So, <laughs> how high will that count go? Stay tuned. Get get your shots ready, folks. <laughs> Don't do that. You'll die. But yeah, so just like Starscream, <laughs> except for that, except for that one episode, they're spaced out. <laughs> that's true. They, if yeah, that's right. So you'll take a shot every for that for that one episodes. episode. You're just waterfalling. <laughs> yeah, just. Just, just open the bottle and pour it down. Yeah, your you're just, you're just, you're just putting that tube straight from the keg. <laughs> All right. Well, that's this week's episode. Starscream's back. The boys are back in town, and we're getting close to the end of season one here. Um, yeah. Exciting, but we got a few questerinos. I think we have one on Twitter. Okay, so we have a couple from last week. Let's do that first, even right. though I know that we don't. We have the Twitter sure. Twitter see. ones. Let me see if I can remember which one was the cutoff. I, I remember which one they were. Thank you so um, much. So um, <sighs> we the we cut off with Robin is Prime asking, what clunky, clunky metaphors could we read into other TF situations? And there's so many. What the... I mean, I mean, we could, we could, I, I, my obvious one would be, my first one that I would go to is towards peace just being the communist manifesto. <laughs> That's barely a metaphor. That's just what it is. That's just the truth. Right, but like that's that's what I mean by clunky. Right. Oh yeah, it's real clunky. Right. I mean, like they like they didn't even try to pretend it's not the communist manifesto. It is absolutely not. What, um, does that make Galvatron in that universe like what is what even is it? Because he he's like pretending to be a guy. Who cares about the Decepticon cause? But like, I'm just not talking about the Nova Prime guys in general. They're in a that whole. Universe. They're all. They're a whole other mess. They're just, you know. Uh, I talk about Cyclone. I, I talk about Cyclonus only in the uh, Phase Two. Well, that, that's context. Because, that's because after he, because Galvatron tried to fucking turn Cybertron into a dead planet, and he and Cyclonus says, yeah. "Wait, you were for real about that." That wasn't a joke? Oh, okay, I gotta get out of here. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I gotta leave. Um, I actually like this planet, and I don't want it to become, like, a, a zombie world. Uh, thank you very much. 
uh, <laughs> yeah, Nova Prime, Giaxis, and uh, Galvatron are going, hell yeah, dead universe, fuck yes, yes! There's, there's that whole period, <laughs> like, post-Dark Cybertron, he was, like, leading the Decepticons on Earth for a bit. He yeah. gets yeeted into the center of Jupiter. <laughs> uh, I, you know, those that that whole run is very goofy, but I do like it. It's pretty good. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not talking about any of those folks. That anyway, that is that is my my every guest choice for team him. is a polycule. Do I agree with that? Run down the list. Okay, I'm. Yeah, no, no. The constructor, the constructicons are the most obvious one. They absolutely are. Um, an ever expanding polycule. Combaticons, probably yes. I don't know that I like the idea of the stunticons fucking. Oh, it's toxic. It's no good. But like, that's bad. It's bad. But you know, and there are some of the combaticons as well that I'm not so. I'm not sure. I like to think about vor- what vortex gets up to. <laughs> I think that's probably pretty bad. It's no good. Can you imagine Vortex and Swindle fucking good God. <laughs> Thousands dead. <laughs> I mean, that's what you get with Bruticus. It's true. That is what it is. There you go. It's just, Bruticus is just the world's most destructive orgy. That's what it is. I think I think the Stunticons are more destructive, but I do think the Kabaticons are funnier. They are. Like, the Constructicons are the ones who are clearly, like, most in alignment with one another, I would say. Yes. Particularly particularly of the Decepticon uh, gestalts. Like, the Constructicons are all basically, like, when... Is it Scrapper or Scavenger who gets killed? It's Scrapper, right? Scrapper. Yeah. When, like, Scrapper gets killed, like, they all feel that very personally. Um... And, like, their purposes is generally the same. Again, like, they're all construction machines. Um, Hook is the head medic, but, like, they all work in Decepticon medicine. Or triage, let's say. Uh, because Decepticon medicine is a rough, uh, rough uh, description of what they do. So, like, they're obviously the most aligned, but, like, the Combaticons? The Stunticons? Yeah, I mean, the Gamaticons at least agree on one thing, and that is it's fun to blow stuff up. The Stunticons yeah. are just some guys. Yeah, the Stunticons are just some guys, and they're left by Motormaster. No good. It's no good. But yeah. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, the, like, yeah, the Protectobots and uh, the Aerobots, yeah, sure, they're all, they're all in a polycule. Sure. <laughs> Fuck it. Black Arachnia Lovebot asked, is... <laughs> Is Prime Starscream proper insole representation? And our animated zings. Since he's been so much time being crushed under Megatron's foot. Yeah. Ding. Nice. Um, is Starscream I mean, an incel? Is that what it's asking? Presumably. I, I thought I thought insole as in like the feet. He as does in, have feet. As in <laughs> you're, like. You're a seeker and you have feet damn <laughs> i mean that's just megatron this starscream all right Cass, i'm not sure which one you meant i'm assuming you meant like insult as in like do we get to see the insides like the inner arch of his feet in which case the yes, answer is yes absolutely. he is proper insult representation <laughs> if you mean incel uh, i don't know <laughs> who can t- who can say all right, All right. Now, now switch we're over to Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, we got one on yeah. Twitter from Mama at yeah, Mama Yamcha, Marauding Captain Z. 
Which optionally weird toys would the Autobots be the most enamored by? I feel like Bulkhead is banned from Skippets. Yes. Furbies. Oh, Prowl would love Furbies. Prowl would like meditate over the uh, the nature of Furbies. Have you ever heard about the, the fucking Furby experiment where they had a bunch of kids do surgery on a Furby? They did surgery on a grape? The, the Furby Ghost and the Goblin. I'll, I will link you the clip uh, from, from this podcast I listened to a while ago about it. But, like, just the nature of, of artificial life or whatever. It's like, Prowl would be enamored by them. I think Bumblebee would just make them say dumb shit. That's what would happen there. I think Bumblebee would get really into Beyblades. Oh, shit. Oh my god, imagine a giant Beyblade. Like a Beyblade the size of a fucking car wheel. It's called a BattleBot. <laughs> There's a whole TLC show about that. <laughs> Actually, you know, maybe maybe Prowl would get more into Tamagotchis, because it's more interactive. Like, you gotta, you gotta feed them and stuff. Yeah. You would talk, you yeah. Would talk to them. Uh, on the Discord, in the comic channel... Machina asks, did Lugnut set the gold standard for being a simp for the next two decades? So, yes. I would say out of Megatron's Cyclopean purple lieutenants, which I can name two. (laughs) Which isn't law, but it's weird that it happened (laughs) twice. Lugnut is definitely the biggest simp. Like, for sure. I mean, you saw how he acted in this episode. Yeah. So, like... There are other characters in other, first of all, in other continuities here, um, who are bigger simps, um, including, like, Breakdown towards Knockout, I would say, um, uh, or, or what have you, but Lugnut is certainly the biggest simp of TFA. Oh, yeah. He, he, he stands loud and proud above the rest, uh, probably. It helps that he's so large and loud. Um, Black Arachnia Lovebot asks, "Hey, what's up with all these robot uprisings having good points and then turning around and kicking puppies?" Well, you see, Cass, as per usual, the point of a Transformer series is to sell toys, and that is part of a capitalist society. And you can only go so far in revolution without running into the inherent problems with capitalism. So, at some point, you gotta make communists bad. If you want a little bit more nuanced take on this sort of version of Soundwave, go look up his IDW stuff. He is cooler than Prime uh, than than Transformers Animated Soundwave in that degree. Um, she also asks if the Decepticons held a potluck. What do each of them bring? Well, okay, first of all, we have to decide what three things Blitzwing brings. Um, or if it's something hot, something cold, and something room temperature. Or if it gets mashed together into one monstrosity. He brings a baked Alaska. Oh! God, that's perfect. Lugnut brings the Megatron ice sculpture that he made himself. He does not bring anything to eat. Um, Black Arachnia brings... She brings the wine. She brings the wine, for sure. She does bring the wine, you're right. This is a terrible potluck. Yeah, so far not good. We got a baked Alaska, we got wine, and we have an ice sculpture that is inedible. I think we gotta help. We gotta. We gotta turn to Starscream and Megatron to bring all this shit together. Well, that's usual. useless. That's a failed attempt. Starscream brings a sheet cake with his face on it. Perfect. 
and Megatron. And then he, he regrets it as soon as they start eating it, and he yes. realizes that they're eating him. Yeah, they're, they they don't touch the corners. They just eat the parts with his face on it. Yeah. Don't, don't you want the corners? Uh, Megatron, I think he's the only one who brings anything reasonable. He brings, like... He brings a shark coochie board. Yeah. He goes... He, Love he, that coochie board. And he just, like, berates everyone for bringing a bunch of stupid bullshit. <laughs> what kind of potluck is this? Where's the casseroles? Where's the, where's the soups? Uh, I feel like soup's a weird thing to bring to a potluck. Why? What, what, what's wrong with a soup? Just in terms of, like, transportation. I guess. Because first you have to transport it, and then you actually have to heat it up. I guess that's true. But, like, if, if it's a location where you know a stove is going to be, like... I know. I just think it's a little weird. I guess liquids in that way. I guess you you don't want to Kevin yourself. If right. You, if you bring a, a liquid meal. Um... And also, she asks, "Who tries to prank the prank the other group's potluck?" Obviously, Bumblebee and Bulkhead attempt to prank the Decepticon potluck. Yeah, and random attempts too. Yes, random random Blitzwing is is his own prank. Uh, he's a living prank. Yeah, <laughs> that's a funny joke to play on God. <laughs> Comrade Q asks, "If you had to bring back a G one era toy gimmick, what would it be?" So this is cheating. This isn't actually technically g1 era it's actually g2 era but g2 is where they had all of the water gimmicks like water cannon toys and toys that changed color in different temperatures of water and we just don't get water gimmick toys anymore they just don't happen the last the last transformer story that i know of that has like a water gimmick is actually beast wars megatron because i believe his his um his original toy had had like a water cannon in his t-rex head I'm trying to think of like the G1 toy gimmicks that were like that have gone away. I feel like most of them are still around. Yeah, we revive a lot of the stuff from G1. I mean, we got the Target Masters back, we got the Headmasters back, we got Micro Masters back. Like there are very few I guess we haven't really done new pretenders, but that's because pretenders yeah. are uh kind of shitty. Like they yeah, all they, suck. they all look really cool, but as a toy, like I don't know, man, <laughs> seems bad. I guess, I guess, I I would like to see more Gestalts in general. I'm just a big Gestalt fan. We've established this, um, but I again, when I was like a little kid, I loved playing with like Power Ranger micro uh, ma- um, Megazords, right? And I would like to see more toys that like combined with one another. You know what I want to do. I want to get Titan Class Devastator and Titan Class Predaking and have them do the Predator handshake. That's my goal in life. And make them kiss. <laughs> Embrace each other lovingly. Um, Daphnis asks, of the Decepticons, who is the one who says rude things to children in Roblox voice chat and then immediately gets killed by a 12-year-old? The one who says it's what my character would do after being an asshole during an RPG. And the one who plays a game so competitively they forget the vi- that video games are primarily just for fun. These are all Blitzwing. These are all the different sides of Blitzwing. Yes. <laughs> the one who says rude it- things to children and think it's own. That's icy. <laughs> that's right. Um, the the second one, it's what my character would uh, do after being an asshole. That's um, Hothead. And then the other one who plays the game so competitively they forget what the video games are. That's that's right. Well, no, I think you swap those. I think random is the one who goes. That's what my character would do, because like 
Obviously, he's just no. Sorry, I disagree. I think I think Random is the one who would say rude things to children. Okay, I think that's right. Hothead is the one who would who would be an asshole during a tabletop RPG and say that's just what my character would do. And Icy is the one who plays a game yes. so competitively they forget that video games are primarily just for fun. Absolutely, that's that is correct. I will just say this really quickly though. Um, one of my biggest guilty pleasures is Prince of Tennis. I still keep up with Prince of Tennis even now, even though the author has very clearly given up. It's a stupid show. Do not read or watch Prince of Tennis. But um, of the like main series that we're on, like the third post series series at this point. Um, <laughs> but of the main series, the like final team that they play, the final uh, game that is played is. One, because the main character remembers that tennis is fun, <laughs> which the other guy, the opposite uh, team member, uh, Yukimura, had forgotten. Oh, uh, that's, some, that's some classic sports anime stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah, so he's able to, like, Ryom was able to get himself out of the yips by remembering that he has fun playing tennis, which is very funny. Finally. Or animated asks, which console would you like to speak into your mind? Definitely not the PS5. No. Maybe the Switch. I want to. I want to hear what the Xbox Series X has to say. I like that. Actually, that's not big, true. Just a big that's monolith. not true. My my real answer is the PS2, which I still think is the best console that has ever been created. Well, here, I want, I want to this the, day. I want the Dreamcast to speak directly into my brain. So, I want the PS2 to speak directly in my brain and tell me to play Shadow of the Colossus more. What's gonna? It's just you're just gonna hear the startup sound directly into your mind. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear what the PS5 has to say. I don't care. Well, it's barely even a console. Anyway, <laughs> don't got no games. Don't got no games, and you can't buy it anywhere. <laughs> so, do you want to buy like... a PS5? Too bad. If a PS5 falls down in the forest and no one's there to buy it, does it make a sound? Does it have any games? Does it have any games? Right. Oh, we're very funny. Cutting edge uh, pop well, culture hey, criticism it over w- here. It would make a sound because but- one thing we know is that those motherfuckers are big and heavy, so it would definitely make a big old thump. Oh my god. Yeah, po- cutting edge pop culture criticism over here, guys. <laughs> really, really relevant and on topic uh, to jokes from us. Um, uh, I'm I'm Audrey. <laughs> you can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum on Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. You can also listen to the other podcast I do. It's called Pod of Greed. You can find it at Pod of Greedcast um, on uh, Twitter. You can also you should also check out the Moonshot Network and throw maybe a couple dollars towards Moonshot. Um, I've been on a bunch of shows there recently that have now been released on uh, Patreon. Uh, uh, their Patreon. Um, uh, w- including Once Miss Wonders, which is uh, where uh, hosts uh, on the Moonshot Network watch uh, classic movies for the fir- that they've missed the- for the first time and uh, react to that. And uh, Champs in the Making, a Pokemon Showdown bracket. So yeah, give those a listen. Uh, I'm Nero. You can find me on Twitter at Dragon Suter. You can find all of my various other projects in various other places such as uh i almost <laughs> prime cuts pod uh uh-huh. such as yeah can you find us here <laughs> yeah you can find the, you can find me here so i guess um you can find me you can find radio free Heidelin, the 
comprehensive Final Fantasy fourteen companion podcast I do with my friend Jane at Heidelin Radio. Our previous show, all about Shira twenty eighteen, can be found at Podcast of Power, and you can find me every so often on Disney Minus Pod talking about all of the wretched slurry that Michael Mouse shoots out at us every fucking week, seemingly. Well, you know. Mickey is a nickname, and nicknames are for friends, exactly. and Michael Mouse is not my friend. No friend of mine. In fact, he is my enemy. <laughs> Anyone who makes Mars Needs Moms should be shot. That's my opinion on Michael Mouse. That's yeah, it. Uh, and of course, we are Prime Cuts Pod on Twitter at Prime Pod. Join the Discord. We are perilously close to me streaming Revenge of the Fallen. Which I just realized I actually probably will be here for, ah! but... You can't escape. <sighs> yeah, because I forgot about I forgot about a wrap up episode. You can't escape. Devastators, fat, swang, and nuts. You can't. I don't care. I'm get. I'm so that movie. I'm so focused on the eggs. <laughs> That's all I think about. What in that movie is the eggs? Otherwise, you think about the rest of the movie and just collapse into a ball of sobs. Oh, the eggs make me collapse into a ball of sobs. The eggs aren't good. No, nothing in that movie is good. It's a bad film, and we're going to watch it in, like, fucking four weeks or whatever, so get ready for that. Um, Amanda Bynes' voice. I like eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, of course, we are a member of the Noise Space Network, found at noisespace.xyz, with all the, you know, the various other shows... Such as Digimon Ghost Gaze, Zero to Zero. Uh, what else we got on there? We got so much on there. Wow, cool oh, there's robot. The new, there's the new MASH one. But yes. But haven't shot it out Draining yet. the Swamp. Yes. So go listen to all of that stuff. There's something for everyone over on Noise Space. That's, the, that's not the slogan of the website, I don't think, but it spiritually is. Hey, Matt, if you're listening, <laughs> we have a great idea for you. <laughs> Until next time, I am going to fall on my hands and knees to worship my my great overlord Megatron and then transform and roll out. Uh, I'm going to um, fist bump my mic, shattering all the bones in my hand. (laughs) Transform and roll out, Peach.